0: No. I definitely prefer that music to last week's I,
1: I definitely prefer that music to last week's Yeah. That I, was, um, t-
0: to be fair, I did actually get a lot of people that really liked last week's really, music
1: Really? Well, I liked it because I, f- I literally searched on YouTube Copyright free <laughs> 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 dramatic <laughs> intro And it was the first one that came up did, So, um, Did you have any comments welcome. on it? I, I had a few, I'd, I had some people who... Um, their laptops are on full or their phones are on full, they weren't expecting it and just got a bit whoa. You know <laughs> like. Um so I reckon we bring that it back was
0: fun. we bring it back every now fun. and again just to every surprise now. people, keep people on their toes.
1: <laughs> Hello everybody, welcome back. Episode two. Um, we didn't think we'd get here. <laughs> but there was there was enough of a demand to come back.
0: right so. people people were loving it. People are loving it. Please, not please keep not listening. loving it as
1: much as we are because this is actually the second time we've recorded this, isn't it, Joe?
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's clear to see. Tell us what happened. It's clear to see who's the audio guy in the group and who's the mm. the video guy. Yeah, we um, recorded.
1: We we did this whole episode yesterday. We did about an hour's worth of content, absolutely beautifully. And then, because the way that Zoom works, if we're recording the audio on Zoom, it sounds a bit. It sounds a bit iffy, so we're recording it all separately and um jo- Joel sends me all of his audio and I go, Oh, your microphone was facing the wrong way.
0: Like, in all fairness, I'm used <laughs> to these like shotgun mics that you put on top of your camera that yeah, yeah, yeah. can only be pointed one way, but these yeah. like studio mics, like there's like there's so many ways that you could <laughs> point it. And I just yeah, I just didn't know. Oh uh, I mean it's
1: a really it's a really bad like press for us because we do check things like we don't (laughs) we don't just like go out on a whim that was like the first time we'd ever like fully gone into something without properly checking it yeah
0: i i did i did feel like something was off when i was like getting the feedback into my headphones but yeah but hopefully that never happens again now so yeah hopefully
1: um, Joel was like, should I mark up the microphone? And I go, well, it does have a logo on it that's yeah. <laughs> that tells you the way it's supposed to
0: end. Yeah, let, let's move on from that. Let's move on from that.
1: We have got... Uh, we've decided that we're going to bring in a little new segment to these yeah. podcasts to spice it up a little bit. Actually, I've um, not
0: actually heard too much about this. I've heard that you've you not... got a new segment, and I know that my brother put you up to yeah, it. Yeah, you've you've, but... you've
1: got to thank KT, Christian Tucker, for, uh, for, for bringing this... <laughs> For bringing this idea to my head. Um, so this new segment, I think, like I'm going to get a little jingle for it. But um, <laughs> I'm basically just going to recommend. We learnt last week that Joel is very uncultured, and um, I'm just going to recommend him films and TV shows to watch, and then he's just going to give me the review of it the next week.
0: So, so I have to do? I have to take notes, or is it just like a really brief? No, down. just
1: tell me what you thought of it. Like, you know, when you just watch a film and someone goes, oh, how was it? And you go, oh, yeah, so good. And then you say, like, two lines. That's all I want. Oh, this I is a very know-
0: good film. Bye.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, I want, like, a... No, okay, fine. I do want you to take notes. I want you to... Pro- proper, you know, movie critic mode. Okay.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll get my notepad.
1: Great. So, today I'm going to recommend you... Um, it's a it's a series on Netflix. Um, a series? It's, it's a... It's a Netflix original. Yes, it's a series.
0: James. I have to watch the whole series before next. I week. don't
1: know if you should. If you have to watch the whole series, I feel like you should watch at least a couple episodes. I feel like you will want to watch the whole thing after you've watched a few few episodes.
0: How many episodes is it?
1: It's only like six, or it might be eight. Six Not or like, eight. Um, I will try. No, I'll try and keep them below. Like, uh, shut up! <laughs> Friday oh. night dinner was six episodes.
0: I'm gonna come up with. I'm going to come up with a new segment for you next week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, this show that I want you to watch is called The Politician on Netflix.
0: The Politician. Brief rundown.
1: A brief rundown. It's about um, this guy who was raised with the intention of becoming the president, um, and it just follows his campaign to get elected as school president. You know, like um, sounds epic. Class president in America It's really cool, it's a drama Someone dies
0: Oh and, wow uh, yeah. Great, well I'm excited Kind of I'm excited to watch the first episode at least Okay Well, well I think we you'll go. like it
1: It's produced by Ryan Murphy And Ryan Murphy's got a very like distinctive style Very like
0: comical um...
1: Yeah, I think you'll like it I think you'll like Great. it
0: Well, I hope you'll like it <laughs> Yeah, on the on the topic of films, what are we talking about today?
1: Oh, that was a great segue. Yeah, <laughs> on the I, topic, I of had films, that planned. That should be the name for the podcast. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> today we are going to talk about cinema because we actually we went off on a bit of a tangent when we were recording the first episode, and we just sort of cut it out because we decided that actually it was probably good enough to to do on its own. We're going to talk about about modern cinema
0: like the main topic that i want to kind of talk about today is the uh is the cinema experience versus the digital experience and how that's going to affect cinema going forward mm. um the at the moment there's there's a film called trolls world tour it's like a family cartoon film and it's, definitely, it's all you've of definitely those watched it i wish i wish i could say i had Oh, really i really wish i could yeah um I've I've watched a few bits and I've I've briefly watched like the trailer and stuff and it doesn't look terrible but it doesn't look like my type of film <laughs> but I'm sure there's loads of families out there that would love to watch it especially kids I, I, th- and I think I I'd
1: love to watch it
0: Yeah maybe maybe but this this film has kind of gone against the normal distribution process of standard cinema and has just gone straight to digital release. Mm. Um, it has been put up on Amazon Prime for fifteen ninety nine. I think it's for a two day rental. Oh wow! Might be one. I'm not sure, but um, this this film has basically just been put up on Amazon Prime and has just killed the chart. It's just been top for since it came out, basically. Right. And that kind of got me thinking. I was like, is there is there value in Kind of utilising this this digital media outlet, especially for family films, but maybe even for like bigger block blockbuster films going down the line, it's the the fact that a family of potentially like four or five people can watch this brand new film in the comfort of their home with whatever like low cost snacks and stuff they want for like fifteen ninety nine. As opposed to potentially having to go to the cinema and spending close close well, to like a like hundred pounds, fifteen quid each. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna it's gonna stack up, and I'm. I was just thinking, it's like, do do some of these films start targeting that audience over the, the standard cinema experience in the near future?
1: Yeah, I think it's definitely. I'd see it as a convenience thing. It's like obviously at the moment yeah. at the moment they kind of got no choice Cinemas it was closed and um and so that is possibly uh one avenue that some film distributors might take is just to release digitally. Um mm. I think I think we might see a continuation of this though after after this whole situation. I think I think some people might see that and go I think that's possibly the way forward for our film at least um yeah especially sure. in you know especially in the trolls context of it's but it's a family film we we all know how difficult it is sometimes if you've got a family at the cinema it's like especially if you've got more than two children it's like it's yeah chaos absolutely it, it potentially
0: it potentially stops other people from going to see these yeah. kind of family-based films because they don't want to be sat in a a cinema for two hours two and a half hours or whatever with a load of screaming kids (laughs) and i know i know obviously it's a whole different experience at home but if you really wanted to watch trolls bold tour you could easily go and just spend the 16 pounds and watch it from the comfort of your home
1: i think I think it's a really interesting concept. I think back to the last film I saw in a cinema before it, before it closed and that was 1917. Um, mm. and I think if that had been released digitally I'm not so sure I would have enjoyed it as much. <laughs> I th-
0: I think I think there's definitely a type of film that this suits yeah. for now yeah. at least. Obviously with, with at the, the current moment, technology that's accessible at home.
1: We're sort of stuck in in a situation where something has to be done about the releases that were organized you know whether they're delayed or whether they're released online or whatever um so i think it's definitely i don't think it'll suit all films um because mm. uh, obviously as i was saying if 1917 had been released online i think i would have enjoyed it but probably not as much because part of it is seeing it in in this kind of you know this dark room you've got the sound you've got you know surround sound like rattling all around you and um because films are so crafted towards the cinema, when when we when we're creating and when we're um, you know producing films, we're, we're we're crafting it towards how people are going to view it, how people are going to experience it. Yeah. Um, and part of that is not going. Oh, how are people are going to see this on the cheap <laughs> Panasonic TV in their living room. <laughs> like, um, yeah,
0: I think that that does lead me on to my next point as well, because there are obviously. Uh, there's been films delayed because of this whole coronavirus thing, mm. and some of those include James Bond's The No Time to Die, which you, both you and I were both very excited no about. No
1: time to die.
0: And we've also got <laughs> Mulan, which would have been quite a big film, um, and obviously Fast and Furious Nine as well, which was coming out. Which I wouldn't have seen. I know. I know I know those films get a lot of bad press from a lot of people but including me <laughs> the the amount of like the amount of money that they rake oh, in bet. people are, people are definitely going to watch these films yeah. and I'm yeah as you say like especially like the Fast and Furious and the James Bond films you're not going to get the same experience at home no. unless you have like the like the next level sound systems and the huge tvs and
1: i'd imagine quite quite a significant chunk of the box office for james bond and fast and furious is IMAX screenings and and 4dx screenings um you know i think it's that's such a big chunk for for action films at least is with people who really want that that immersive experience which again you just won't get at home so i guess I guess that they would see it an incredible, incredible loss if they were to go yeah. for, if they were to and approach it the way that trolls did, um, and to release things digitally. I think they did make the right decision with those films—is just to delay it until people will yeah. go and see it. Whether cinemas will be open again in the same capacity by then, we don't know. But um, I definitely think it's a very interesting topic, and I think, I think this whole issue about or how do we release films during the pandemic is going to continue for so long um, and it is definitely going to shape the way that we at least ingest content and ingest um, new films and, and new ideas and um, for, for, for quite a while to come after this I think this is just the start um, and the coronavirus has, has made us see what is possible so I guess this, it'd be very hard to come out of this without shaping some Form of path for the future of cinema.
0: Do you think there's going to be a spike in cinema attendances after the? Oh, lockdown? I
1: don't know. It's either going to be incredibly high or incredibly low. You know, hmm. it's one of those things where you don't know until it actually happens, and then it's too late. So, yeah,
0: I was reading. I was reading some uh, stats that came out of America the other day, and the the first one was. Uh, this this year um the the average ticket price has risen by 109% wow. since 1995 that's a lot so so that was that was what like toy story time yeah. when that was when that was kind of at its lowest and like now we're we're looking at like 15 pounds per per ticket and it's is that is that negatively affecting the uh, the attendance so you've got the whole you've got the the higher ticket prices which then means fewer ticket sales which then means less attendance yeah and there was another there was another stat that came out of America um which in 2017 uh cinema attendances hit a 25 year low wow so it's been the lowest attendance in 25 years yeah and i think that's what sparked this kind of debate of is there a future in like the cinema experience or is there gonna be like a like a digital push especially with like disney plus and all of these these guys absolutely killing it with these streaming platforms are they gonna work out a way where they can just start releasing Mm.
1: I'd be really interested. Street, it's yeah. interesting that you mentioned Disney Plus because I'd be really interested to see um, now Disney own their own streaming platform. Um, how they how they react to this kind of to this kind of conversation about how we how we release films from now on because it would be so easy for them to just go okay great the next few Disney films we're just going to release on Disney Plus Plus. Um, and you maintain that exclusivity which obviously Netflix have done for years and Netflix have released Netflix originals. And you haven't been able to get them anywhere else. Like, yeah, it's been a bit unconventional the way that films are released, um, but they're still they're winning awards. They're still up for everything. The same as normal films are. There's nothing different about it. It's just that you can only watch it online. I'd be really interesting that uh, U.S. ticket sales hitting a low. I think that um, what's interesting about that is 2017 is probably the what you could call the rise in sort of streaming platforms and the popularity yeah. in, in and Netflix yeah, and, was- and Prime and you know.
0: There were some huge films that came out that year as well. Yeah. It was like, uh, I think it was Spider-Man Homecoming. Was, was one that of the year big Spectre ones. came
1: out? Or have I got that a bit wrong?
0: I th- I think Probably so, yeah. potentially. That might have been 16. But yeah. like, there was, some, there was some big films that came out that year. And I was so shocked to see that it was like the lowest, lowest attendance.
1: Spectre came out in 2015, so I'm really, really wrong.
0: Oh, 2015. <laughs> wow. Okay, yeah. So... But like Yeah, you've got some you've got some huge films coming out and you've now got the lowest attendance. Yeah. And like how does that link up?
1: Yeah. I guess I guess it's that fine balance between avid movie enthusiasts and then people mm. who just want I to think, enjoy a film. I
0: think there will there will always be people that value the cinema experience. Yeah. Like like us we are always going to want to go and get that like maximum quality that kind of like just that feel of this is like the new film i want to see it in like the best possible kind of quality etc cetera, etc cetera, yeah. versus the guys that don't really care too much they they'd prefer to just like save a few quid and watch it at home or whatever like that so i think i think there is going to obviously be people that value it more than others yeah and it's just how that correlates to how we push forward with this sort of thing yeah
1: and i guess i guess in terms of you know if we were to if if we were to say that cinema is dying out and give it 10 years all cinemas will be shut um i think it it sort of almost it almost falls upon us sort of as a as a community that, that doesn't want to see that happen um to think about ways that we can that we can stop that happening you know um and think about ways we can bring bring ourselves back to the to the original art of um of cinema i think um there's definitely benefits of both um and if we were looking at a, a sort of you know put up a nice little venn diagram or whatever bring it back to school time you know and you're looking at on demand and you're looking at cinemas and you're sort of trying to find almost like a happy medium between them, um, which wouldn't mean the elimination of either of them, because, um, you know, in the ideal world, you, you'd maintain cinemas and on-demand, but obviously we, we know that everything is moving very, very quickly over to being released online. So if we were, if we were sort of weighing up the pros and cons we got, you know, if we're like on-demand, um, it's so much cheaper. Like, oh my Lord, <laughs> so oh, yeah. much cheaper. I pay, what, like six quid a month for Netflix and I see yeah, some crazy. cracking shows. and <laughs> I see some cracking films that, you know, I remember maybe 10 years ago I'd have to buy the DVD and then, um, you know, you'd watch it once and then it'd go up on the shelf and then you'd never watch it again. Um, yeah. And obviously when we're talking about cinemas, you, you get the convenience. I can watch that as many times as I want I don't have to wait for it to come out. I don't have to do anything like that. I, I'm, I buy it. What well, I pay for Netflix, and I can watch it as many times as I want. I can pause it when I want. Um, I can take breaks. I don't have to go and spend a ridiculous amount of money on food. I don't have to, you know, I don't have to leave my house. I can stay on my sofa, my lovely, comfy sofa. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I. Th- so much convenience to
0: it. Yeah, I think that's where I've I've not really thought about it in that way because. I know that Netflix, obviously, all their original stuff just goes straight up yeah. to, to Netflix. And they're still able to put these like big budget oh, yeah. productions and on. Some of them are even bigger know... budgets.
1: Like the Grand Tour yeah. on Amazon Prime, for example, had... The, the, I think the first season had something like you know a million... It was like a million per episode or something as a budget.
0: I know, I know the, the Irishman got brought out on, on Netflix but also went to cinemas. Yes. Am I right in thinking that? I think so. I guess that is where these platforms will then merge. In the meantime, while this kind of conversation is happening, where you'll have these this this cinema space, but you will also have these like huge companies like Disney and Netflix that can afford to to put on these like bigger bigger production films and just have them exclusively on their platform.
1: Yeah. Well, the Irishman um was had a limited theatrical release um on November the first and then uh it got released on Netflix a month later. Um and the budget for that film is one hundred and fifty nine million dollars. So Wow you know, <laughs> Like you're not you're not compromising at all when you're working with streaming platforms. They get so much they they have so so much capital to spend on projects like this. Um yeah, that really pays off because the quality of some of the stuff that Netflix put out quality of some of the stuff amazon prime put out as i say you know like um the grand tour with a ridiculous budget per episode and that's all paid for by streaming sur- by by people subscribing to the streaming service that's not that's pretty much nothing else maybe there's a few sponsors in there but that's it um and so they still have the budget to put up to to create these incredible films and put them out um without having to worry about having to pay for anything else there no overheads from broadcasting to cinemas and doing all that sort of stuff. Um we can't forget though obviously. I think when you're when you're weighing up the two it is a choice between experience or convenience. Um mm. do I want to watch this film and do I want to get the experience? Do I want to have surround sound? Do I want to watch it in IMAX? Do I want, you know that th- that's the okay, that's a clear winner. You go to the cinema and you watch yeah, it 100%. Um, if I want the convenience of it then I watch it on demand. And so I guess it is always going to be that debate of personal preference and i think that's why we're probably never going to get an answer to this question is is cinema dying out because there's always people who prefer convenience there's always people who prefer the experience
0: yeah i guess moving on from that point do you think there's going to be a time where we will see like fewer cinemas but just in bigger proportions right so, for example, we've got a lot of, like, the Cineworlds and Odeons in, in the UK, which can have, like, 10 to 12 screens in one building, which can then be showing films back-to-back back throughout the day and just, like, raking in so much money for these films or from these films. Whereas if you go to, like, like a little cinema that's based in, like, a small town, a small countryside t- town or whatever, which only has one screen and can only show a film... Like five or six times a day, do you do you think those those cinemas will s- slowly start to to kind of drop out, and it will become like this this megaplex thing, or do you think there is still a space? I think as
1: much as the the romantic in me would would hate for that to happen, I think it's it's very unlikely that we'll see a future with many of those cinemas around. I think mm. there is there is almost a decreasing avenue of space for cinemas like that um especially when you know we as a generation um need everything as quickly as possible we choose convenience over experience so much and um you know it's just an example of of using our phones and we you know we have to have everything instantly netflix we have to have it instantly um and so i guess the appeal of of going oh the film is at six. So I will plan my day around that. That's, that doesn't exist anymore. We are, this is my day. I want a film to fit around that. Um, if I'm going to see this film, it's going to fit around my schedule. Mm. And so I guess in terms of the, the convenience factor of those old school theaters and cinemas, you know, where you, you have a set time and you can't really change that yourself. You've got to abide by it. If you want to go to that screening, um, I think we'll see a massive reduction in those not only because there's less demand but um obviously as we're going through a situation at the moment I think quite a lot of of the of the cinemas like that we're going to come out the other end without um which will be incredibly sad but I think um it is a sign of the times it is a sign of 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 this move towards um towards yeah this this convenience factor and so I guess I think we will see a lot more of these like What's the word you use? Megaplex or whatever, like these huge mm. cinemas being built. Um, especially as 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 um, developers are building more and more shopping centres and, and places like that, they're going to want to put a huge cinema in there. Oh, and yeah. every new cinema yeah, that's, that's built huge... is the biggest cinema in the UK. Like there's no there's no cinema <laughs> that's built to be another cinema. They always want it's to outdo each other. Um, yeah. And so we saw that. Um, the Odeon that was built near here it was built for the Rugby World Cup um and it was the biggest Odeon that they'd built in this area of the country or something like that they're always trying to outdo themselves and each other and so I think we're always going to see that kind of you know it it is a horrible thing to see because it is that stomping on local business um but as I say it is a sign of the times I think we're, we're slowly moving towards that um and I think that is entirely our fault because we've conditioned ourselves to be so impatient and so um, needing to have it all now.
0: <laughs> the The size of cinemas is obviously increasing. Yeah. And with that, do you think there's going to be a space for potentially, like, especially for like the big events? Like you said that there are like events for like end game at like midnight and like sporting events and whatnot. Yeah. Do you think there's there's a space in the future where potentially these films will start being like put out for like opening weekend in like larger venues maybe even like stadiums? Maybe where you can fit you can fit like tens of thousands of people. You
1: see a lot of these premieres that happen like the James Bond premiere example, for example that happens at the Royal Albert Hall um every time they have a James Bond um film come out and i think it was was it bohemian rhapsody that had a, a premiere at like wembley stadium or something the world the, yeah, the world premiere was at that. wembley stadium and they had like a live orchestra playing along with it
0: um oh i love those <laughs> there was there's i'm going i'm going to go completely off topic here but <laughs> this speaking about that there was a a hand zimmer one. Oh, really and I really (laughs) wanted to go and see this. It was like crazy expensive. Was it just like a
1: compilation of Zimmer stuff?
0: Like, like, I can't can't remember exactly what it was, but I think it was like, I think it was like, just like live, like the the film score for the film was just live. And so you'd watch the film, but then when, when the score comes to like Inception, it starts playing and then you can actually like feel it around you and it's like, in person, yeah. and I know those aren't going to be popular with everyone, but like, just personally, I think that would be incredible to experience, and potentially that that whole stadium slash bigger venue yeah. experience could then start to incorporate stuff like that on a regular yeah. basis.
1: But obviously, you're not going to get that experience in your living room with your exactly with your surround and sound I think that's system. The, and so the, that is the choice the, between convenience and experience. Yeah like i i'm loving at the moment watching all of these um these like musicals being broadcast on like youtube and stuff like that like national theatre live showing all their plays mm. it's nothing to compare to going to see it like you go and see it you get yeah. you get a completely different experience but it is the convenience factor and at the moment we're having to put up with it but some people do actually choose to go and see those when they're broadcast into cinemas, you know, like National Theatre Live and the Royal Shakespeare Company and all that sort of stuff. And they're broadcast and yeah, they're not experiencing it in person. They're seeing it. Um And I guess some people actually prefer that because they don't feel like they're being too immersed or whatever. They are quite like keeping distance. Some people are like, Oh, well I can't afford to go see it. So i have to see it this way. Um And so I guess maybe experience over convenience isn't a choice. Sometimes maybe it is just, um, that we sort of get conditioned into this kind of, oh, well today I have to, I have to watch it on Netflix. I can't watch it on this. Um, I can't go to the cinema to do this. I can't, because I can't afford it. I can't, yeah, Yeah, exactly. It does come back to that, that cost.
0: So Um, I guess as like an overall answer to our question, we're kind of thinking that films may, may start to, to drop off with the, with like the accessibility of the digital streams, but, there's always going to be a place for these yes for these cinemas with with people yeah.
1: i think there will always be that a really want to, viewership yeah. who will go and go and see a film in the cinema um
0: and that is beneficial for for film yes. distributors yeah. so we also we asked people these questions the people of instagram and the you people all feel of instagram
1: you <laughs> You're getting a little shout out
0: <laughs> so um do you want to go through all of yours? H- first? How many? How many did you get? I, yeah, how I, many did you? Did so you I get? did a
1: mixture. I did um, a few of these like Instagram polls, just like yes and no questions, um, and then I also did like a question one. I on the polls, I got about seventy responses, um, and I think I probably got about uh, twenty-five, thirty responses on my little uh, suggestions thing. What about you, Joel?
0: Yeah, I got a good. I got a good range of them actually. Um... I think. How, how do you want to do it? Do you want me to just run through a few of these, and yeah. then we discuss, and then we go through through your yeah. polls and stuff? Why not? Cool. So we we, as I said, like I had a a very like a, a wide variety of of ideas and what people were thinking. So first of all, uh, Sam was saying that he's he's uh, he went last film that he went to watch was The Gentleman. Oh, um, film. And, but he he ha- obviously hasn't been since, and he would much rather prefer to spend a couple of pounds at home and just rent right. them in for the yeah. evening, as opposed to making a day out of it and going in to see see it at the cinema. Yeah. Um. Uh, ben said uh, last thing he went to watch was 1917. Same as us. Amazing. And he said that that film basically like wouldn't have been the same at home. Kind of like what yeah, you were saying earlier. There's 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 different there's different films for different. Well, there's there's different films that all work better for a cinema experience. For example, they, then, I went
1: to see Toy Story Four in the IMAX, and it was the biggest waste of money in my life. However, <laughs> I saw 1917 in the IMAX, and it was definitely worth the extra
0: yeah and this that sort of thing i think i think that runs back to the family thing i think a lot of family films can easily be viewed at home and be just as powerful as you would in the cinema whereas these bigger action films and stuff like that you're never going to replicate that feeling that you do get in a cinema full of people um this one was quite nice actually georgia said um she hadn't been to cinema in ages but it'd be really sad to see them go because it's just a nice, it's a nice thing to do with your friends. Right. Yeah. And just like, have like a nice day out. Um, and I do agree. I do agree. I think if, if cinemas did slowly kind of fade out, we'd all miss that. A oh yeah, bit. definitely. But yeah. So, and then this, this one, this one made me laugh a little bit. Uh, Joseph came in with, uh, cinema has lost its edge so expensive for a tacky experience haven't been over Ooh. a year that's, that's, so, that's <laughs> strong words strong words. Yeah. <laughs> strong words but part of part of it is potentially he's got a little bit of a point right yeah you're you're going to a cinema and paying all this money for a lot a lot of these cinemas aren't actually that nice no some and of them are quite skanky you're spent, you know like the yeah world you're, in Brighton you're spending, spending all this money it's like <laughs> Yeah, it's like is it is it is it worth mm. is it worth it? I don't know. It's a yeah. it's a good thing to think about. And then um uh finally like we've got loads more, but obviously I don't want to, to read them all. Yeah. Um we've got another one where um Josh has said that he'd like to see uh more or like better, clever films and a lot of the films at the moment are kind of very samey right yeah and like it 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 almost makes him like upset that all of these films are or these like huge budgets are being spent on these like completely unoriginal stories right okay yeah and is it is it worth our time to to go and view these uh, films and spend all this money to go and basically watch just a re one of a film that was made two years ago
1: interesting
0: what are your thoughts hmm do you think do you think that that point yes
1: i think definitely i think there's like you know when you get an original film that comes out of nowhere like 1917 (laughs) you know yeah you, you 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 get more excited about it because it is so different um whereas when it is just sequels and and yeah remakes of the same thing, like I'm loving all of the Disney remakes of all of the animated things at the moment, but it's like yeah, but it's amazing. like i d- I don't have the desire to go see them in the cinema i will I'll probably wait yeah. until they come on on Netflix because I've seen the original film, I know what happens, all that I'll be seeing is it just slightly differently, you know, with a slightly different concept, so I do get yeah I yeah. do get that point I as I said, I did some polls um and actually i just recounted i actually got 90 responses on one of these so i think we know who the popular one is out of us two um (laughs) so the first question i asked was do you think cinema is dead and i had 54 votes for no and 13 votes for yes so um i'm gonna call them all out Benton, i'm joking (laughs) um (laughs) so i think you know the majority of people still have hope that um that cinema will, will carry on past all of this pandemic. Um, how often do you go see a film in the cinema and the average is right in between um, once a year and once a day? So, <laughs> oh, wow. It's slap bag in the middle. I think people go once every month or two, you know, it's... Props it's, to the
0: guys that go in every day. Yeah, I know.
1: Bloody hell. <laughs> They've definitely, definitely got limitless. Um, would you miss your local cinema if it were to shut over after COVID-19? Uh, there was... 62 votes for yes and 25 votes for no. Uh, I guess I guess that really depends where you're living. If you're living in the middle of nowhere, yeah. your local cinema will be a cute little romantic 1960s. It's got curtains at an interval and so- somebody comes out with ice cream halfway through. You know, <laughs> whereas obviously if you live in the middle of a city, your local cinema is... I had a voice for it then. Yeah, so. <laughs> your, your local oh. cinema is an odium. So, oh. Oh. Um, and another one was the last time you went to the cinema um quite a few people have said sort of fairly recently so that's good um and then this is the one do you think cost is a factor that puts people off seeing films in the cinema now when we recorded this originally yesterday it was a hundred percent yes um and i've actually had 11 votes for no now and 79 votes for yes so a lot of people think it is a factor that puts people off um Mm and then some people think it isn't um, and that is completely dependent on your situation i had somebody who messaged me after they voted saying oh it only cost me like 4 quid to go to the local view yeah that is true and it's like i it, it really depends on 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 where you are and what you you know what your situation is
0: yeah like the, the london cinemas are like i think they're like pushing like 20 pounds a ticket yeah not especially like the central ones but then if you go to like some of like the The countryside town ones i think there's one there's one near us that's like i think you can get in for like three four pounds yeah maybe even cheaper and it's like i don't like i don't know how they make their money but i assume it's all through the food and stuff but i then um, also
1: said um any ideas how to make cinemas more accessible to people now i think some people read accessible as physically accessible um so darren said lots of ramps question mark (laughs) uh, that is true darren uh thank you very much for that one um a lot of a lot of these suggestions are about food i won't lie to you free food and drink at the cinema uh paul says free pint on (laughs) entry
0: i'd go Um, to the cinema more
1: i would go to the cinema more um and then um Yeah, more deals such as two for one, 50% off. Uh, Jordan says, the cinemas that try to make things more homely or more of an experience seem to do better, like serving food, having sofas, or even as far as secret cinema style themed events. So that's pretty interesting. Um, Yeah, group tickets. um, I got someone here, which I think is a situation a lot of people can relate to lower the price of the damn tickets the only reason we go regularly is because my other half gets free tickets with her job every 2 weeks so a lot of people get these sort of perks with their work and yeah get the get the 2 for 1 i get it with my car insurance you know stuff like that um quite strongly worded things about lowering the prices of the food and drink yeah um, but yeah i think it's 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 a lot to think about um i think ultimately the things that put put people off um are are that sort of, you know, the commercialised thing of going, if I go here, I'm going to spend so much money. (laughs) Like, Yeah. And that does put people off going. Um, Another one that actually I think was quite interesting is uh, Liv suggested bringing back the 60s, doing drive-in cinemas. How do you feel about that? That would be really cool. I love drive-in cinemas. Yeah. We we nearly went to one when we were in Vancouver. It was a proper American style. Like it was straight out of Greece. Like it had, you know, everything. Did Did they do those here? Uh there's a couple there's a lot of like pop-up events that do yeah, it. Yeah, I remember there was a one big screen.
0: There was one in my hometown that kind of came around every few years. I never actually got down to to see one, but um yeah, that's 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 something I'd really like to go and see actually, and I definitely should have when it was there. Yeah. But um
1: amazing. Well, thank you all very much for for sending in your suggestions and and answers. Uh it made it a little bit less boring.
0: Yeah, so I think that brings the, the episode to a close, doesn't it? I think it does. Well, thank we you were all, for... We were
1: all gasping for air at the end.
0: Yeah. yeah thank you to everyone that commented <laughs> still in. still listening. Yes, and is yes. still listening. Yeah. So if you're still listening now, we, we want to know that you're still listening and you're enjoying the podcast. So what you need to do is just go over to our Instagrams and first of all, send the squirrel emoji... Just because yes. that's my favourite emoji out of them all. Is it? Okay. And then follow that up with a suggestion for what we could potentially talk about next week.
1: Because we don't have anything planned. We <laughs> so, currently
0: do not. So it'd be help great. Us it'd be great if,
1: if multiple people come up with the same answer. Yes. Wouldn't that be great? We'll just go. And off then like we a know popularity. The Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so
1: make sure you do that. My Instagram's Angus Fergus Butcher. Your Instagram is.
0: Joel underscore Tucker with two underscores at the end,
1: because he's edgy.
0: Um, yeah, or unoriginal. Um, and or also, if any of you want to watch along with me for this, is it is it the politician?
1: The politician on Netflix, starring Ben
0: Platt. If anyone wants to, if anyone wants to watch watch along with me and submit your thoughts on it, we can we have could a, all chat do a, about a little Netflix, Netflix
1: party, couldn't you? We could, we could. Yeah.
0: Let me know. <laughs> Amazing.
1: Well, I think we should, should we call this to a close? Let's call it a day. Yeah, brilliant. Well, thank you very much, Joel. It's been great talking to you. Um, See you next
0: week. See you next week. Thanks for listening, guys.
1: (laughs) Bye-bye.